Hi, I'm Leah. And I'm Devita. And you're listening to Let's Chat. Hey, Leah. Hey, Mommy. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Do you see somebody extra at the table? I do indeed see oh, someone extra today. Who's this guy we have at the table with us today? Somebody. Today, we are so pleased and privileged to have a very, very important person to us in our lives join us for this special episode of Let's Chat. We are being joined by our cousin, Marquis Brown. He's joining us to talk a little bit about teen domestic violence. Those of you who follow Mrs. DeVeter on Facebook and or on YouTube, you know that I had Mark come on uh, in October to talk about domestic violence. And so today I wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to talk a little bit more about domestic violence, but specifically about teen domestic violence. Mark, introduce yourself to the people's. Okay, well, I am Mark Brown. Um, like you said, I was here doing another segment regarding um, domestic violence. October was Domestic Violence Month, but every day is Domestic Violence Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just here to just disseminate some information regarding teen dating. I had a, cu- a conversation with my cousin who inquired how she should talk to her daughter, what she should say. So. That's pretty much why I'm here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. I think one of the things that you said was to ask Leah, what does she think domestic violence is? Or what does she think um, teen dating violence is? So, Leah, what do you Uh think it is? Okay, well, I feel like it's, isn't like domestic violence like physical? Or like, you know, hitting people and whatnot. And I feel like it could also be like, um, I can't think of the word, like, mental, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, manipulation, that type of thing, like, jealousy, yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. Help her out. Let her know, you know. I mean, that is it. When mm-hmm. people hear domestic violence, they naturally assume a man hitting a woman. Mm-hmm. But there are different aspects. Not just the physical, the mental, like you said, but there's the psychological, there's the verbal, there's also sexual abuse, you know, um, elder abuse, things like that. Um, so it is that manipulation over another person. You know, they call that the power and control. One person having or thinking they have power and control over another person, but in an abusive manner. So it transcends into teen dating as well because you're still dealing with two people, whether it's heterosexual, same-sex relationships, regardless. You know, it's just one person um, who has that power and control over another individual, mm-hmm. but in an abusive matter, mm-hmm. manner. You know, and that could be anything from telling you where to go, telling you what to wear, checking your phone, stalking. You know, that's also another category of domestic violence, stalking. Um, So it's just not that one thing. I'm glad you mentioned those two or three things, but it's so many more different things that um, needed to be said and and the awareness should be brought forward. Mm -hmm. You know, we should be able to recognize what it is. But I believe most people don't know the signs Right. Or what domestic violence, whether it's in adults, teens, or what it, what it looks like. So, I again, back to our conversation, I asked you how could I, as an adult, identify um, teen domestic violence? But how can Leah identify 
if uh, if she um, has friends who are boyfriend and girlfriend or girl whatever girlfriend girl what you know all the things dating uh, mm-hmm. dating there thank you go. I couldn't think of the word it was a word I knew it was a word <laughs> it was a it. word and we finally got there um, a couple that is dating how can she identify domestic violence well again in my unofficial expert mm-hmm. uh, opinion. <clears throat> I think there's a gut feeling mm-hmm. when you know something is not right. You know, that intuition, you feel it. You see it. You know, we walk around in the world, with, we want all our ducks in a row. As soon as one duck is not in that row, you notice that. So it could be anything where she's around a friend and her friend's uh, partner um, is yelling at her, mm-hmm. demeaning her, um, talking to her in using derogatory words, you know. Leah's the outside looking and going, that's not right, because that's not how a person should treat another person. You know, <clears throat> Leah comes from a great family and a great household, so she, you know, I think she knows right from wrong and can see it when it's happening with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So one, you have to go with that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is, what do you do with that gut feeling? Right. Um, you could say something, but then that person who's the abuser could lash out at you it's a fear of overstepping you know talk about that um like sometimes others don't like you would know something's wrong like that intuition you would know something's wrong and like talk to them about it but that other person gonna be like i love him and he loves me and like doing that type of thing and like saying that you're overstepping their relationship when all you're trying to do is help them out so so what do you do? H- have you ever um, experienced that? Have you experienced that yet? No, because, you know, I'm basically the oldest of the bunch, you know. <laughs> and they always, like, try to listen to me because mm-hmm. I'm, like, the main one who knows, like, who thinks logically. Mm-hmm. You're the voice of reason. Yeah. So, like, whenever they are, like, having a trouble, like, not like that, but, like, troubles or something, they always, like, go to me and ask me, like, is this right? So, like, that's why I feel like, you know. That's good. Well, that's a good support system to have. Um, I think in our circles, we always have that one person, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, who we can go to, um, who we can confide in. So if they're confiding and speaking to you, you should embrace that. Mm -hmm. Just be mindful not to give them false information. If Mm -hmm. you don't know, say, I don't know about that. Let's talk about it. You know, and then you go do the research yourself. Yeah. You know. I'm not trying to give you that job, but sometimes your friends give you that job. Yeah. You know, because they need it. You talked about overstepping uh, your boundaries. Um, the thing is, I don't think people know what boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the one person may think you're overstepping, but the person that needs your help is like, I need you over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can't say it mm-hmm. out of fear from the abuser, you know. So when it comes to dating, of course, I'll, I come from a different era. Right. You know, but kids are dating at a younger age now. Yes, you yes, know, they and, are. And it's, okay. it's, it's being embraced and accepted in many households, mm-hmm. many communities. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk about that. Let's just talk about when you are dating, mm-hmm. you know. So you know how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Everything starts with, a, in my opinion, everything starts with a conversation. Yes. Communication. Yep. yep. The second thing after communication, in my opinion, is acceptance. You have to be willing to accept what that person is saying. So you have to have, you have to know how to communicate effectively and find out things about that person. And if there's some things that 
or red flags, as they say, mm-hmm. that's not the person for you. You yeah. need the reference that the young say, oh, well, I love him. You know, love shouldn't hurt. I love said that before. Love should not hurt. Love shouldn't make you feel less than. That's yeah. right. At any age. That's right. You know, unfortunately, the younger adults, they process things differently than we do as grown-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it just, it has to feel right inside. Right, yeah. And when you're not sure, you have to be able to step back and then go speak with somebody like your parents, you know, or closer friends or another adult who may know more about the subject itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, really deep, being able to communicate effectively, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to make sure that the person is hearing you, what you're saying. Um, I remember you telling me about um, one of your friends. Uh, this person is a gamer, and they have a lot of male yeah, yeah, friends, yeah. but they talk a little bit about that. Um, okay, so one of my best friends, like, this is my homegirl. She, like, she has a lot of guy friends, and she's, like, in a relationship, but she, like, when she's making friends, she just gravitates to, like, guys quicker. Mm-hmm. I, I Like, something like that, because, like, she has a lot of, com- like, in common with them. She plays the game, like, all this stuff. So, like, when she makes friends, she makes a lot of guy friends. And her boyfriend was, like, I don't know, like, you're, like, mad close to all these guys, and, like, I just don't feel comfortable with, like, you being cool to all these people, whatever, whatever. And, like, she didn't make her block them, but that's what she felt like she had to do. So, like, she started unfriending all these people, and we're like, do you, like, really want to do this? Like, is he telling you to do this? And she was like, no, but, like, I feel like that's what I have to do in order to, like, you know, prove myself to him. we're like, what, well? So, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, That's not uncommon, though. Right. Um, Yeah, we could probably sit here and come up with tons of ways for her to get around that, you know, make the friend and bring him along, Mm -hmm. you know, keep him in that circumference so he doesn't feel threatened Mm -hmm. on any level, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But again, as I was saying, we were off off the air, we were talking about ego. Mm -hmm. The male ego is very fragile Mm -hmm. at any age, Mm -hmm. you know, so... If he's feeling insecure, it's actually his insecurities. Mm-hmm. So where is the trust factor? Yeah. That could have that should have been either established in the beginning or the seed of should have been planted mm-hmm. when you're having effective communication. If she's not doing anything to make him lose the trust, he shouldn't lose the trust. Right. But if he's just going off of his ego, he's gonna start accusing her of doing things. He's going to look at her differently. <clears throat> He's going to intimidate her in a way or be passive-aggressive to where she says, you know what, maybe I need to delete these people. Mm. You should be free to do what you want to do in a relationship. And if you get those type of feelings, you have to ask yourself, is this the right relationship for me? Mm. It can't just be like, oh, you know, how he looks physically and he's a he plays sports. And, you know, it's more to the surface. Yep. Even at that age, it's more to the surface, mm-hmm. you know. And if, if teens don't learn that lesson, they'll mm-hmm. carry it into their adulthood. young adulthood, mm-hmm. into the adulthood, mm-hmm. you know. And it just becomes like this cycle that they have to live through, which is unfair. Right. Yeah, that's what be going on these days. <laughs> it does. You know, it's nothing new. I mean, I, I, I'm, I like to hear from a young person's mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. I always like to hear what the, the, the young adults are thinking. Um I know they think that we, as adults, can't relate. Mm 
But this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so again, I just think the feeling you get to know if that's right or wrong is a true feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, kids are innocent. Right. They don't really put too much thought. They don't have to put too much thought process. That hurt. That's not good. You know, yeah. adults we so well we try to make excuses in our head about it. Mm-hmm. But teens shouldn't do that. You know, I can't tell the young lady what to do. I'm hoping that she's having conversations with her parents as well. And they could steer her the right way, but it's unfortunate, you know, that we still, in 2021, have teens who are dating and being abused, even if it's not physical. Right. There's a mental, there's a verbal, mm-hmm. there's a psychological, like I said, mm-hmm. there's the isolation, mm-hmm. there's the intimidation, mm-hmm. there's the stalking. Like, I can go on and on and on. Yeah. And this happens, you know, taking your phone. Let me look through your phone. No. Sorry. But when people say no, they feel like that they have something to hide. But the people who say that, see, if you, if, if you trusted your partner, that's not even a thought process anymore. It's not. It, it doesn't. Yeah. I have been married to Franklin for 25 years. There has never been a time where I felt like I needed to go through his phone. Like, there's never been a time where I felt. And my husband is a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. He's a musician, yeah. And he's good. And he's fine. And so, um, there's never been a time where I thought that I needed to go through his phone to see who he's talking to or, or anything like that. And I think that, like you said, it comes with the level of communication and the level of trust that you have and respect that you have. So, I mean, a parent who wants to go through their children's phone they paying the bill, so that's a different boundary. You know, that's Sorry. a different boundary. But your boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't have rights to go through your phone. Mm-hmm. What does it say if you're dating someone mm-hmm. and he thinks you're stepping out on, you're cheating on him? So he wants to see your phone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't trust you, right? You can be like, wait a minute, you don't even trust me. That's mm-hmm. right. He he'll put it on you, or one partner will put it on the other partner. Yep. But in turn, he really doesn't trust you. Right. He thinks you're doing something, but mm-hmm. he's not seeing or she's not seeing what they are doing. I'm right. saying, yeah. I need to go through your phone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they go through the phone and they find nothing, then what? Right. Yeah. Next is, I need to follow where you're going. Mm-hmm. I need to know where you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are all power and control moves. Right. Power in a, and control. <clears throat> in a team. Okay. And that's what it's about. <laughs> I said before, you could look it up. You could look at the power and control wheel. There's one for dating. There's one for DV. You know. There are all types of power control uh, components to it. Mm-hmm. It's like a pizza pie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, read that mm-hmm. and ask yourself, is there anyone in my circle, not even someone you're dating, mm-hmm. is there anyone that I know that does these things to me? Yeah. And if they do, they should not be in your circle. Right. We, we, talk, we had a podcast a couple of weeks ago about toxic people mm. in your life and that, 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 that will, that power and control, that's really important, knowing where people are in your life and where they show up. And that can really help you to identify who should and who should not be in your life. That's really but we key. Keep, I think the, the hardest part is <clears throat> not knowing who to put out your life. Right. Because we look at superficial things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about that person. Mm-hmm. You know, well... He's funny, or she's funny, and we have a good time, but they still have toxic traits that they don't want to change. Mm. 